and welcome to the ND Academy podcast. My name is Natasha Drought. I'm online coach and owner of ND Academy. With this podcast, we're going to talk all things life, mind, body and soul. Hello and welcome to episode 7 of the ND Academy podcast, season 2. I have... I need to hold my hands up. I missed out on last week's episode. Um, First week back home from Bali and had absolutely nothing organised for it. So I said, okay, we'll skip one. So we're short one from last week. So I said I'd make up for it with a good, decent episode for this week. So hello to everyone listening on, I suppose, Spotify, right? You're listening to And then hello to anyone watching on YouTube machine. Do you know what recording them on YouTube? I find it very hard now to just stare directly at the camera now to talk for the podcast because do you know when you're just blabbering away? I'm just kind of going all over the shop. So when I'm recording it now for the camera, I'm never really looking at the camera. But anyways, we move. I only feel like I do that when I'm like recording a video for like TikTok or Instagram, but I think it'd be a fair long time just staring now at camera. Now I'm staring at it and I'm doing it. But Right, let's just get into it because I'm rambling now. So today what I'm going to talk about is mistakes, four mistakes that I have made when it comes to fat loss because I don't want anyone else to make the same mistakes as me. So it might help someone from not doing the same as I did, which means they're going to be able to progress far quicker with their weight loss journey. So we're just going to dive right in. First one is healthy eating. So When I started my weight loss slash fat loss journey, I always had it in my head that you had to eat extremely healthy stuff. So anytime I got it in my head that, right, I'm going to lose weight, first thing I would do is go down and shop and buy a heap of fruit. Heap of fruit and a heap of yogurt. Like they would be my two things. Sorry, I never put my phone on silent. So they would be my two things that I'd go down and pick up, come home, eat banana, would sit there and be like, oh, I'm still hungry, go out and grab an apple, go out and grab a yogurt and grapes, and I was never filling myself up, nor was I satisfied because I wanted something else, but I just saw it as not healthy, so I wouldn't do it. So when it comes to this idea of healthy eating, it does not exist. If you want to make your weight loss journey sustainable, you need to make sure you're including foods that you enjoy because at the end of the day, you have to think of it this way. When you go back to what you'd call normal eating, where you're going to eat these things again, how are you going to cope with it? How are you going to maintain the progress that you've made if you don't know how to add these foods back in and you see them as bad and you have a bad label on them as well? So you'll nearly feel a sense of guilt every time you go and eat those foods. So we just need to cut that out from the get-go. If you're starting from the get-go and you're completely new to it, or you're in a position where you maybe find yourself doing that now, I would kind of stop it and nip it in the bud straight away. Because as I said, at what point do you go back eating foods you enjoy again? And you're just going to be miserable trying to stick to it as well. And that's why like dieting just would would be horrible then like you know um and that's why people don't really want to get started because they just push it on the long finger because they think they're going to have to start cutting out and restricting everything so really just make sure you are including foods that you enjoy i would say a good 80 to 20 percent kind of rule 80 percent 
solid nutrient dense and thinking of nutrients because nutrients keep you full they're going to give you energy at the end of the day you could lose weight eating kinder bueno bars every single day so long as you're in a calorie deficit but think of how shit you'd feel your stomach would be in shit there's no way you'd want to get up and go to a gym but it it, it could be done but you just wouldn't feel 100% and there's there's more to weight loss when it comes to eating foods that are high in nutrients because it's going to help with your immune system. It's going to help with a lot of things. So you have to think of it kind of that way as well. Um, and you can look at the 80 to 20% rule on a daily basis or on a weekly basis. So for some people, when I say some people, I say me. Um, I love something sweet in the evening. So I'll, I'll include a bar of chocolate every single evening uh, because I know then it makes it sustainable for me. I'm not thinking, oh God, I can't have them now for the next couple of weeks. Uh, so make sure you are factoring in foods that you genuinely enjoy. Second one then is a calorie deficit. So first thing I done when I had got over the hype of the whole healthy eating thing and realized that that wasn't working for me, my next approach was a calorie deficit. Downloaded my fitness pal, popped in all my details. My fitness pal gave me 1,200 calories. So I was like, grand, let's crack on with that. And I will say, if you saw the meals and I wouldn't even call them meals because they weren't meals but if you saw what I was eating on a day-to-day basis it was shocking it wasn't even like if you think of the size of a lunchbox it wasn't even half the lunchbox and what I try to do is I'd eat it ridiculously slow because I'd be so hungry that I'm like if I just keep dragging this out keep dragging this out um chewing for fucking eating a meal for about 50 minutes to try feel somewhat satisfied from it and it was just so tiny it was ridiculous so calorie deficits are great and they do work because at the end of the day that's how you lose weight is your input towards your output but you need to make it sustainable because if you don't um, and you have it in your head okay what's the quickest way to lose weight at the end of the day the quickest way to eat lo- or sorry the quickest way to lose weight is eat less calories However, if you want to take that approach and you want to eat really low calories and lose weight really, really quick, you want to think of the knock-on effects of that, you know, towards taking a sustainable approach that you know you're going to be able to stick to. So if you did decide, like I did, I want to lose it as quick as I possibly can. Actually, as well, I'd done a program uh, with a coach and the program they gave me, like you put in your own details for to work out your calories. And it gave you an option to how much of a deficit you wanted to go with. And obviously, of course, I'm like, oh, this needs to be quick. This needs to be rapid. So I went with the like most rapid option. And I think that gave me like 1,250 calories or something crazy like that. So I had about 50 calories extra to work with then. So, yeah, it was if you do take that approach and you want to lose it really, really quick, you need to think of the knock on effects that's going to have. How long are you going to be able to stick to that? Do you know, how is it going to affect your energy? You're definitely not going to have the energy or want to get up for a gym. Um, just everything like your mindset, like you notice you're probably like brain fog, forgetting more things. Um, your social life then as well is going to take a massive hit. And then when you look at losing weight really, really quickly, majority of it probably isn't body fat. A lot of it is water weight and then you're probably losing muscle mass as well. Uh, so like it's it's not really a great idea because 90% of the time the quicker you lose it the quicker you're going to put it on and that's a fact of it because if you have yourself 
in a really, really harsh, harsh deficit where you're going hell for leather with it. Like you are going to be starving. How long realistically do you think you're going to be able to stay going with that, even if it is losing weight really quickly before you just pack it in and overindulge on everything and have, if not twice as much weight put on? And when you look at it this way, if you look at it a year from now and you're looking to lose a certain, if you just for argument's sake, you were looking to lose half a stone. What if you broke that down over a year to lose half a stone towards losing half a stone in a month? Like in a year from now, you're not going to care how you lost it. You're going to care how you're going to maintain the half stone you lost. You know what I mean? So thinking of it that way and the longevity of it towards, oh yeah, I remember that time I lost half a stone in a month. That didn't last long towards if you broke down losing that, you know, over the span of a year, possibly even less. But just as an for argument's sake, you made it sustainable. You could still go out with the weekends. Um, you know, you could do all those things and not even feel like, you know, you're you're doing a lot for it. You're not going to care a year from now how you lost it. You're going to care a year from now how you maintain the progress that you made. And the big thing then, like, obviously you don't like to put huge emphasis on, like, scale weight and losing a specific number because fat mass and muscle mass weigh the exact same. So you could be dropping, like, say, for example, you could be dropping two pounds of fat mass and then you might put on two pounds of muscle mass. And if you look at, I suppose, people are structurally different, they could both weigh the same but they could look completely different and you don't see the scales moving and you're like, well, this isn't working. Best thing to do is take your progress photos because that's where you're going to see a lot of your progress. But general rule of thumb I like to do for a calorie deficit is about 300 to 500 calories from your maintenance. That is absolutely plenty. You shouldn't need to do more. What I would say is stick to that for, like if you say, if you set yourself up, stick to that for two to three weeks, see how it's going and making sure you're actually sticking to it. Because what I noticed with a lot of people is they're like, oh yeah, I was sticking to those calories. Like they'll, they'll say they were in 1,200 calories. It doesn't work. And then I give them higher calories. And they're like, why are you giving me higher calories? Like I've tried 1,200 before and it didn't work. And it's because you're not being honest with yourself with the amount of calories that you're eating. You're probably eating more calories than I have given you. We just don't want to believe it. So do you know when we track like that little teaspoon of peanut butter but we're going back for twice as much that we're shoving in our mouth that we're not tracking like all these little things add up so stick to your deficit between 300 and 500 from your maintenance um stick to that what i would say is start off with 300 and then if it's a case you notice things starting to plateau you could either dock another 100 but only if you're genuinely sticking to it and you genuinely notice progress plateauing you can either increase your output which means you can like add an extra like thousand steps onto your step count or increase something in some form of way or you can decrease your food for me personally I like to increase my output so I don't have to decrease my food all that much it just makes it more sustainable for me because I have a huge appetite um so yeah something like that is absolutely plenty and as I said if you need to decrease then you can but that that should only be as far as a calorie deficit go you shouldn't be looking for the lowest possible calories you can go with because at the end of the day like what do you do when you plateau on 1200 calories do you know how how lower can you get them before you just pack it in and like I said end up in a far worse position and that just leads to binging do you know we we'll be so hungry we'll literally take anything and we'll we'll eat so much of it so it just leads to a poor relationship with food just as healthy eating does so including foods you enjoy 80 20 percent rule 
300 to 500 from your maintenance calories is absolutely plenty and yeah they're the two main points for that so third one then that I was doing after that is over exercising so I was consuming my 1200 calories and then I was going hell for leather with exercise like completely overdoing it I remember the first thing I was doing because I didn't really know much about the gym and it scared the life out of me to even think about stepping foot into a gym like I just wouldn't I just wouldn't have the confidence to go in so what I used to do was out walking and out jogging like they were the two things I was doing and I couldn't jog um so I was using the what's the name of that app something to 5k couch is it couch to 5k I was using that anyways and I was trying to jog as much as I could um doing different things like that like trying to look up like YouTube workouts which are mostly like hit workouts and then I was growing to hate and exercising because I just wasn't enjoying it like you know with, with high intensity exercise it was just there was so much going on I was like oh my god like this is just a ridiculous effort um and I was doing so much of it and so much of it that I was just burning myself out that I was hating it twice as much so with exercise recovery is just as important as the exercise itself and you need to keep a good balance of both you need to make sure you're including a form of exercise that you genuinely enjoy for me it's walking and resistance training because walking it's nice it's light it doesn't take up too much and it's a great way to to storm in some output and people kind of get that confused and think maybe they should be jogging doing this or that or the other if walking helps and you're not like completely fatigued from it and it's able to increase your output like it is a great tool to use uh, resistance training then as well I really enjoy that so I make sure you are including a form of exercise that you enjoy you're taking into consideration your rest is um, as well because they are just as important as the days you exercise on um, I'd say uh, like between three and five days like five days would be pushing it um, for me at the moment anyways um, I'm training four days per week um but like this is all going to depend on your week your work week how busy you are and how much you can actually realistically fit in for yourself as well because sometimes we can get the idea of going zero to 100 for me like it was jogging nearly seven days a week so find find your sweet spot like if you if you're not exercising at all at the moment I would say maybe include two days this week do something maybe it's getting out for a walk maybe it's going into the gym or doing a home workout whatever it is start off with to find your feet with it if you feel like you could fit in a third one go for it if you feel like you could fit in a fourth one go for it spread them out across the week as much as you possibly can and include like I said a form of exercise that you enjoy and try different ones and see what's going to suit you best um if you're kind of getting new to the gym I would say maybe you know you could you could take the approach of starting off with home workouts and then when you kind of feel comfortable with with different exercises and doing them at home you could then progress onto the gym um and then with the gym as well like having some form of coach or someone in your corner to to help you get comfortable with it if you are completely new to it last one then is i suppose social media in itself and this was another thing as well so i'm here like i'm looking up coaches online coaches I'm taking all their advice on board and if you try to take everyone's advice on board you'll you you may as well just sit at home and drink water because everyone's going to tell you you're doing something wrong um 
one person is going to be promoting intermittent fasting another person is going to be promoting keto like just there's a ridiculous amount of things there's so much noise and to be honest for a lot of people um on social media what they're actually trying to do is make it sound really fancy do you know they want their way to sound so fancy like this is the magic way like this is the only way to lose weight it worked for me like it is they make it sound magical and you're like of course we grab onto things like that because I was the same I was grabbing onto all these things as well I was like oh this one now definitely works because they just they sound so convincing in the words and to be honest boring works and who wants to listen to boring like I didn't I was just like I just want this to be fast I'll do whatever I have to do like let's just make this quick and when you look at their how they promote their their ways of losing weight you're like well quick it's snappy that's just what I need bam buy in and then we realize it doesn't work and then if you look back at all the money you've just wasted on shitty programs that are being advertised as this amazing thing if you put that, if you invested that into a good coach took the sustainable approach took that boring approach you would actually realize you are going to make tons more progress than you had um if you keep trying to buy into these new ways so boring does does 110% work um be careful i suppose on social media who who you take your advice from like follow people who are genuine um i know like it's a hard thing to do because as i said there is so much noise but that's why like i suppose if i wrap up those four points um because there was so much noise on social media and i didn't know kind of where to go or what route to take with weight loss that's why i i got so into it myself got really into the gym got really into nutrition and took on doing courses in them so doing a course in nutrition doing a course in obviously personal training so that I can make this as simple as I possibly can for people and help people like I suppose not make the mistakes that I did and really just clamp down on the noise so that they they see that they can actually do this and they don't need to do any mad things that are being promoted so that is why I essentially then got into online coaching to kind of help as many people as I can understand that weight loss is actually easy when when you kind of I suppose cut out the noise and stick with the boring stuff so yeah I suppose that is pretty much it they're they're the four kind of main main mistakes I suppose in order of of what I made over the years with what I was trying with different things so now that I've figured it out and I've worked it out for myself I'm just trying to help as many people as I possibly can with it and like the results are there with my clients like it is 110% paying off and just giving them the facts on things and knowing that they can like take this information on with with them for the rest of their life like it is it is an investment in themselves it is something that they're going to have forever that that's going to actually stand them forever that isn't this four-week program where I put you on ridiculously low calories, I give you a program and I don't tell you why anything is the way it is. I just want you to do it and that's it. And then I don't care about you. I don't care that you're binging then. I don't care that you're overeating. I don't care that you've a poor relationship with exercise, a poor relationship with food because I've got my money. Like, I do not want... That is that is my, um, I suppose, reason why I got into it. Uh, it's just 
to kind of stop that happening to people because it is it's so unfair it really is like especially like reaching out to someone is, is a hard thing to do and if you're reaching out to someone that only cares about taking your money like of course you're never want to you're won't, never going to want to try online coaching and I suppose just to understand that not all online coaches are like that and really do your research before you start with someone and that is why I hold oh is this after turning off on me no that is why I hold um consultation calls like I want to make sure that I actually genuinely can help you I don't want you don't want to take you on for the sake of it I want to make sure that we can map out that I am actually genuinely the right coach for you and even if it's not me if it's someone else like do hop on a call with them and go through things and make sure that they are right for you before you make that investment um, and that they can provide you with everything you need and what you want to achieve so yeah do keep that in mind and realize that not all coaches are like that and yeah results can be got regardless of what what routes you've took in the past regardless of what didn't work in the past if you've completely beat yourself down over them I promise you like them ways just obviously did not work and there is a way that that can work for you so do keep that in mind and of course if you do want to get started or you do want more information do uh drop me over a message i i'd be more than happy to provide you with much information as i can but even at that if you don't if you're not in a position to get started with online coaching and you, you do just want a bit of information or knowledge i try my very best to provide as much as i possibly can on my social media especially on like Instagram and TikTok which I'm trying to get going with as well so like if you do have questions or you do ever have anything you want me to cover like do just fire me over a message I would genuinely be more than happy to help and if there's anything you ever want to see on my Instagram or any any different things you want to see on it like do let me know with that as well I'd never um you know get get angry or there's no such thing as a silly question like I just literally want to provide as much value as I can I do the same on my email list as well so if that's something you want to hop on as well um but yeah like that if you ever have any questions like please please do reach out I'd be more more than happy to help because I know I would have liked that as well when I was getting started with things and I think I would have definitely been too afraid because it can be an intimidating thing to do so um I just I don't think I'm intimidating (laughs) I hope not anyways um so yeah do know my dms are always open so yeah I will wrap this episode up hopefully it's hopefully it's short and sweet and to the point um just kind of help you with your journey and the best of luck with it if you are starting anything um as well as after that you want to see in the podcast in terms of your weight loss journey if there's any way I can help do let me know and I'll cover those topics as well But yeah, as always, thank you for listening and see you in the next episode.